Jesus. Hey, everybody. We back again. We back with live. Like a hot pocket. I'm Spencer. Of course, we have our license. Clinical therapist, Dr. Nas. DSW. DSW. Mm-hmm. I don't work for the shoe store. It's a doctor and social work. Sure. Sure it is. I know you're selling them shoes. <laughs> I got Jordans. We're talking about fetishes later, so let's not let's not get into it now. I like feet. There you go. Uh, and this is the Different Spectrums podcast, where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. Uh, we also have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Uh, yep. And then also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Yes, exactly. So today we are going to be talking about the show Grand Crew. Grand Crew. Grand Crew. Grand Crew. Um, I believe it's a show on like NBC or Peacock. Yep. One of the two. And um, yeah, it follows some friends, family, and their journeys through life as black people. Jesus. That's all I got from watching like a few clips of the show. Um <laughs> Just black people talking. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's all TV, just people talking. Nah. Nah. Um, but today we're going to be focusing on uh, relationships, breakups, journaling, and then, you know, having our crew to talk to. Yeah. Less than five hours. Five hours. Five long hours. Five long hours. Five hours is long. You don't have to say long with that. Five yeah, it's already long. long yeah. And sexual, we call it sexual healing. Uh, we're going to follow Noah on his escapades on being single and dating. Yeah. On his whole phase. And <laughs> his whole phase. Um, yeah. Then we're going to get into, you know, our own personal dating slash. Escapades? I don't know. I'm going to be talking uh, about clients. I ain't talking about my shit. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Way to open up. Jackass. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing that today. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe, like our videos down below. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. We want to get more people looking at us. We want more. Look at me. Look at And then uh, we also have our merch. So go buy some of that. Yeah, uh, I just got more in the mail. Where we get? Oh, sorry. Oh no, I just said I just got uh, the uh, another hoodie and a shirt in the mail today. Uh, I had left it outside. I should have put it on. Um, uh, excited to talk about this. Uh, it just had its season finale, uh, where everything's like kind of crazy and up in the air. As you said, it, it's uh, about these friends that yeah. hang out and they drink wine at this wine bar, and it's the trials and tribulations, the dating issues, job issues, anxieties. Uh, all types of stuff. I mean, literally everything under the sun. And it's just it was some good, wholesome comedy. But this episode specifically is about sis. 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 Sissing up to people. Um, I think we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about journaling, group therapy, and just relationships overall, specifically uh, post-breakup and how to find yourself. So let's get into it. Let's chop it up. Let's have some fun. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. 
is in the pursuit of a happier life, whatever that might mean. For me, it meant getting clarity on my love life and trying to figure out exactly what I want. Dang it, the letter A on my keyboard keeps getting jammed. So, in order to find that clarity, my therapist suggested that I start journaling day. Oh, come on. Well, I guess the letter I is jammed as well. Anyway, it felt like a new chapter for me and the whole crew. And I was looking forward to, oh no, I need a new computer. Noah's dating again. What? Hold up, you just can't change the subject like that? Ah, uh, yes, he can. What's up with you, Noah? You booed up again? I knew you just hopped back into a relationship. You disgust me. Yo, chill out, okay? After everything went down with me and Simone, I obviously needed some time to myself, but yeah, you know, I'm finally searching again. But I'm also cool just to have some adventures along the way. Okay, so you talking about a hope phase. No, I'm talking about a phase where I search for my person without any expectations and I prioritize my growth. Mm, textbook, whole language. But anyway, you know, I've been journaling daily and I'm doing a lot of reflection and I even have a third date with someone this week and I'm just really excited. To have sex. No, I'm excited to get to know her. Sexually. No, I mean... I mean, I'm not not excited to get to know her sexually. You know what I'm gonna call you? Hoa. <laughs> Please don't. To Hoa. To Hoa. <laughs> I did not like being called Hoa. I mean, what kind of nickname is Hoa anyway? Just swapping out one letter. In any case, I was excited to see what these streets had in store for me. Meanwhile. So hey, I I want to talk to you about something. Absolutely. Is everything okay? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you know. I've, just been getting back out there after my ex-girlfriend's divorce and deportation. Huh. That's not important. But what is important is I've been journaling about my feelings so I don't fall into my old patterns. The old me would rush in and maybe avoid uncomfortable conversations. What's the uncomfortable conversation? Um... I don't know that I can have sex for five hours every single time. Oh. Well, that's okay. Look, I just work out a lot, and so I approach sex the same way. Going long is fun for me. And, and that's great. No, I, hey, I respect that. Well, how long do you like to go for? I mean, I'm more of a, like, a 45-minute guy, but know what you like. You know, I figure we could meet somewhere in between. That sounds good to me. Really? Yeah. Perfect. And we had sex for... Not as long. And it was great. That was trying to get assistance after we hook up. So, there was only one thing for me to do. Get my conditioning up. Because if Jordan wanted to go all night, I needed to get my body right. work in the gym, I was ready to go to distance with the Google engineer. Hey, so I wanted to talk to you. About the sex? Oh, I, 
I know I asked for shorter sessions, but I am totally prepared to go long again. <laughs> okay, well, that's great. But, Noah, what you said about not avoiding uncomfortable conversations kind of inspired me to face what I want head on. That's great. What's up? Well, I really like you, and I want to be your girlfriend. So Jordan wanted to go the distance in the bedroom and out, and in that moment, I had to search myself. Old Noah will be doing backflips and picking out baby names. I'm sorry, but that's just not where I'm at right now. But these were different times. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were vibing. I fixed your computer. <sighs> you spent the night. I don't do that with everyone. Um, but, you know, it's cool. Jordan, I'm sorry. I, I guess I should get going. Hey, do you want to have sex all night one last time? For sure. And we are back again. Be back. back. So, a little bit of backstory. Uh, Noah, he broke up, or I guess had a breakup with his girlfriend who was being deported, and she <laughs> married somebody else. So, I guess that's it not going to happen a lot. It um, went so bad. It was so bad. Not going to happen a lot. Um... But uh, now he's trying to find him himself and find what he needs to do in order to be happy. And so his therapist tells him uh, to start journaling, um, to process things, and to um, to kind of slow down on um, you know his choices, especially when it when it comes to relationships. Um, so. Um, you know, they talk about, you know, everybody's kind of roasting each other. Everybody's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's good to have a little light roasting in there mm -hmm. just so you can keep on track and be like, Hmm, maybe that's not a good idea to do that. Maybe that's, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe I am fucking up. You know? maybe, I'm not doing well right now. You know, sometimes yeah. we need people to tell us that our green shorts are a little too tight. I put some. I put something on the other day, and he's like, "This is a whole green short situation, isn't it?" It's like, yeah. "Fuck you." <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's talk about and what we, you know, what we kind of like and what we found out we dislike. Um, so uh, I'm gonna kick it off to you, Nas. First, I want to know why did you pick this show slash scene and then we'll get into the breakup stuff yeah, yeah. uh there's a bunch of good scenes in it just in general about friendship a lot of good like bantering there's a lot of mm -hmm. good bantering and just in the whole show um the drinking wine the entire show great friends noah's uh sis we had noah has a sister in the scene they're all been like best friends since they were like young and in college right. it's a good vibe uh good vibe a lot of stuff trials and tribulations going on throughout the entire show but the last couple episodes, because this is the second to last episode of the end of the finale of season two, and everyone's going in different routes. You know, people get new jobs, people breaking up, some are doing long distance, right? His partner is gone. It's a lot of stuff going on. But this specific thing, it starts with him just journaling. Right. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. The funny thing is, is, you know, you know, obviously I work for a university. Uh, and so he's got this laptop. It's got stickers all over. I'm like, how old are you, dude? Uh and then he's typing and his keyboard doesn't work. And I feel like that's a, like a student, college student thing is, you know, you may spilled something on it. There's food on it. There's beer on it, whatever it is. Right. And the keyboard's fucking stuck. And then you're freaking out. 
I could see one of my clients being like, fuck this. I already tr I tried a journaling Nas. My computer sucked. Go fuck yourself. I'm like, Jesus. Get a pen and paper, for God's sakes. Yeah. You can write on your freaking cell phone too, bruh. Um, so I thought that was a fun way to kick it off. And then immediately he takes the things to his friends. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to figure out my vibe. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to meet new people. And they're immediately, so you're trying to hoe around. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm trying to find out what I like and I don't like. And, you know, so because you, because you're trying to have sex. No, it's not that I don't want to have sex, but like, I'm not trying to have the sex. And I feel like my college students come to me, like looking for permission. So I just broke up after this three, four year relationship and I'm, 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 I'm looking to see what's out there and trying to get back on the horse. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say this other thing I was going to say. Yeah, uh, so I'm trying to keep it PG when we're talking about relationships and sex today. You know, it's really not a PG thing. Um, and I think it's I think it's just super funny. And so this could be kind of awkward for some folks, especially two dudes talking about still very therapeutic. I think the issues that he goes in with like communication and setting some boundaries with his next partner, some expectations, some realities are very mm -hmm. good for anxious people, pushover people, people that parents were maybe a little bit too controlling and they really don't have the best identity and self autonomy. This would be a good person to look at would be Noah, very anxious. And hard for him to stick up for himself. And so it's kind of good to see. Anytime he gets any attention, he falls in love. Mm. So therapist's like, we need you to fucking calm down and think about something before you start, you know, diddling everything that walks. Uh, that's why I like to show. I, I have some of the identities of all the male characters. There's like the super nerdy, goofy, anxious dad. And there's like Noah that's kind of like a, a super romantic, kind of gooey type of dude. And then you got the other dude that wears fitteds, chubby mm -hmm. dude, complete fucking idiot, roasting people, right? I got all of them in me. Sus. <laughs> Sorry, I call sus on myself. Pause. Pause. That's what it's called. Yeah, there you go. See, I, I'm keeping up with the trend. Uh, so that's pretty much the main reasons why I enjoy the show. I think it's just really good, easy humor. To watch. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to get right into the breaking ups. Yeah. The sad boy yeah. of sad girl vibes. All right. Do it. Uh, so I'm going to share some stories to kind of set the mood. The therapeutic vibe. The I don't know why I'm being here. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being weird. God, every time it's just like a subject where you're like, I'm trying not to be dirty. I'm trying not to be dirty. Like, well, this is what we call the, the foreplay in the audio. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm the only one here. I'm the everyone's... only one here. <laughs> I'm trying to set a tone. Stop trying. Stop trying okay. to seduce me. All right. It's not working. <laughs> Do you want some cheese? The beard throws me off, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see how it is. Uh, Stories. Uh, I have a lot of clients that I work with and they will be like, yo, so we're using, remember these, these metaphors. 
so a lot of clients will come to me, uh, specifically, it's usually a higher rate of like freshman individuals uh, that have been long-term relationships, maybe a little long distance. They try it out, things go south. Um, we have, then of course you have your second round of dating. So right, that went south. They do a little messing around, trying to find someone. Maybe the end of freshman year, sophomore year, that's when they might maybe get into a serious relationship again. Uh, and then maybe that goes south. Maybe that lasts a long time, but then it gets really weird come to graduation. Hmm. Um, and then I also have my humans that are legit getting married towards senior year. I've got my PhD clients that are older in their 30s, married. Things can get weird. Things are long distance. So this breakup stuff. And I think a lot of people relate to some of this. Could could be breakup stuff with friends too. But specifically romantic partners. Doesn't matter what gender right now. Very common story is, you know, why okay, why did we break up? So first we need to dig into what happened. And I don't really give a shit who's to blame, but what legitimately happened? Why did you fall out of love? Um and the biggest thing will be if it's long distance, it's proximity. The long distance stuff is tough. Uh, yeah. Making phone calls, Skyping or not Skyping, Zooming, Instagramming, whatever, right? Uh, Skype, that's back in the day. You got AOL too. See, I got, you got mail. <laughs> oh, damn, it's a spam. <laughs> uh, local singles near you. Oh, shit, I knew it. <laughs> Tina? I knew I saw Tina in there. Yeah, I know. Hey, what up, girl? But that's the biggest thing, man, is the, is the proximity based. And so a lot of humans are going to be, we're talking about love languages, mm-hmm. are going to want quality time. Uh, yeah. I think Spence is a quality time person, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I've also done long distance relationships. It's hard. I can't do them anymore. Seriously, can't do it. So if I ever move, Dom's like, oh, I'm going with you. And I'm like, okay it's just hard and you know what you want you know what you don't want and that's yeah. not something that you really want for anyone i mean being long distance is tough man it and is. you know you get busy um out of sight out of mind if it's not yeah. around you in your proximity you forget about it you mm-hmm. lose some interest and some love and then both of you start to find other people to have some emotional intimacy with that's closer it could be friends what happens a lot is you start to find someone to lean on and then you know you start to develop some attraction yeah because that person's listening to you caring for you was supporting where they're in your proximity excuse me and then it makes sense that you would be somewhat more attracted to that person than maybe your long distance partner and then folks will split up um which makes complete sense that's literally no one's fucking fault you know maybe that person cheated on someone but there's reasons why they might have cheated you might have cheated on someone besides the point with these longest relationships, communication needs to be very key. And even if you're in the same area, same city, same school, communication is key. And so that's a lot what I see happening in these breakups is there's certain qualities that they feel are not being met. Or they'll talk to their friends and be like, hmm, this is kind of bad. Or maybe they'll find this emotional depth or communication with someone else and realize that something was missing. And we're not just talking about being attracted and like hooking up to people and like now you got to break up because you hooked up with someone. I'm talking mm-hmm. about emotional intimacy, things that you enjoy, the real right. stuff. I know some of y'all are like, uh, emotions, Chris. emotions. Just show me that thing. <laughs> oh, damn. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop. Um, so, 
story I get a lot is, you know, my partner doesn't talk. Doesn't matter what gender. Um, they're just not communicative. They're not, uh, all right, I'll bring something to them and they won't say much or do much or show much interest. They just kind of look real stoic and reserved. And mm-hmm. so I run to that with a lot of the folks that are dating my neurodivergent individuals, folks in the spectrum, is they may not overtly show emotion. And they'll be like, I'm like, okay, so you can't hold against that against that person. You already knew who you were dating. You know what's going on. Uh, and we was like, nah, well, they say that they love me. I'm like, okay, so is that not enough? Well, I like to show it. I like to have it shown in these other ways. Did you talk to them about that? It's 50-50, yes or no. Some folks will say yes. Uh, and then they try to meet each other halfway, kind of like we see in the scene. Um, they set the boundaries and expectations, and then usually things get a little better. Sometimes get better for like a week or two, and then it's not good. And then maybe it'll go for months and months and months. And so my clients will sit with me, and I can already tell like it's getting weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so I knew like six months ago that this probably wasn't the best because the communication style is not the same. Both of you are good people. Well, he's not a piece of shit, or she's not a terrible person. I didn't say that. I just said that person can't meet your needs, and then forcing them to try to be that is probably inappropriate. You're not training a dog. And, you know, God bless some of y'all. Like, some 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 people do need to be just a little bit of coaching and training. to That way you know their needs and wants, and then we're good. Now we know the playbook. And it could be like mm-hmm. in the bedroom as well. Sometimes you need to be given a playbook. Well, fuck, you don't know what that person likes. Um, but these are hard conversations, and people are super anxious about them. I have them every day with students, clients. I'm used to it. So I tell them to advocate for themselves, and then sometimes I forget that they're not used to it. Fast forward. Six months will go by. A year will go by. They're like, yeah, I'm fucking miserable. And now I don't know what to do. I told you to think about dumping his ass six months ago. Right. Uh, we know they're just a good person. I get they're a good person. There's a lot of other good people out there. Well, no, there isn't. Okay, well, you found this person that was good, so why can't you find another person that was good? And that may lead into some insecurities with them frustrations with them, thoughts that they're not good enough to meet someone else, scared to go out and just start conversations because small talk kind of sucks, but the only way you can get to a deeper relationship is to start with small talk, which we talked about in our previous podcast, uh, Step Brothers, friendships. Mm. Uh, So communication is usually key. That's one of the big things. Uh, uh, Chemistry, intimacy, and all those different things, obviously that plays into it. But it's usually, do you feel loved, wanted? Do you feel like they're attracted to you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally? If you feel like those are no, that's something that needs to be talked about. So in Noah's case, the breakup happens, not either one of their faults. She writes, she has to leave the country. Then, But usually when these breakup happens, people are now contemplating, what's wrong with me? Why did it go bad? Am I always picking partners that are bad or, or is it, is it me self-sabotaging? Is it me being too needy? And maybe they did communicate good enough. As some of my clients will say, like, no, I don't think I'm asking for much. And I'm like, no, I don't think you are. And then sometimes I'm like, you needy as shit. Right. I've legit had conversations, Spence, where I'm like, I feel bad for the other person. Mm. And that's like terrible to say to your client. Cause I know it was hurtful for a couple people to hear that, but I'm like, nah, man. What you're doing is, is wrong and it's almost abuse. Uh, the checking and phone calling and following up and like breaking down. It's just too much. He's not a therapist. Um, so I say it with love. And so my students would be like, okay, well, now what do I do? And so we put limitations on 
texting and phone calls. We try to find other ways to let out emotions to them. They're not burning out their partner. We try to regulate. Perfect example, Grand Coup. He needs to regulate and think some shit out before he's impulsive. Journaling. Super common with some of my boys. Uh, they'll know that maybe they're not as connected with their emotions. And so they'll do their best to like show up in those dating ways. Mm -hmm. Some of my boys are like just the same as I just said, very anxious. And so their anxiety will either cause them to talk too much and be obsessive or it'll cause them to recluse and be avoidant. Because hmm. what happens when you ask a question or you talk about something and you're vulnerable and then you get told the bad or negative thing or there's a bad reaction. So anxiety will cause people to avoid. So I was working with a client. I said, uh, well, I asked you to talk to them about this a long time ago. Uh, well, well, what's getting in the way? They said, I just don't feel comfortable bringing this up with them. Uh, I said, why? Because every time we talk, there's an argument. So why would I want to have another argument? If we're long distance and we only get to see each other so often, why would I mess it up? I want to have a good time, have some fun, you know, maybe have happy-go-lucky time, happy-go-no-no time, Damn. little tushy-tush time. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm done. Um, I was like, yeah, valid. You don't want to spend your time when you're like in each other's proximity fighting. Yeah. But then it leads things to be avoided and pushed. They can't kick down and down and down. But they said, I don't feel comfortable. And I said, well, that's not a good sign. Now, Spence, if you were to be like, I don't, I can't talk to my partner about this or that, I'd be like, that's not a good sign. Yeah. yeah totally. I would assume because your partner should be, you should be able to share everything. Yeah. I think you should be able to share everything. And once you start going like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that with them. Because like with me and Dom right now, it's like, I pretty much say like whatever comes to my mind, just like yeah. whatever, even if it's like, even if it's bad, I'm just still saying it. And, you know, um, yeah, I think if it, it's not even just like her reacting in a negative way, it's more if she was acting um, just negatively about anything I really said, even if it was like the dumbest shit ever, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, if she just reacted in a way where um, she's not even taking something I say as a joke, which I, you know, obviously I joke around a lot. Um, and if she's taking it like everything seriously, then that's where usually that's where like problems start. Cause then they're just like, I don't think you're funny. And I'm just like, well, bye. <laughs> see yeah. yeah. Well, see, you would be on a different wavelength. And so if you're you and your yeah. partner on a different wavelength, yeah. Then how can that long-term work? So then right. it would be up to her or you to have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And it'd be up to you to pull back or her to pull back and then to meet somewhere or to get an understanding of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I know with you two, that's what you do. Right. And if you ever feel weird about having any of those conversations, that's when you should be like, okay, why am I feeling weird? Yeah. Oh, it's because I don't want to have an argument or it's because well, I don't want to uh, make them worry. Well, I mean, you should be able to give your partner some of your worries and anxieties, not all, but some. Um, and, and I think with that, it's kind of like if I'm trying to be PC like I am like I am at work or something like that, then we have a problem because I'm not being myself. I'm mm -hmm. I'm not I'm cutting myself off. And that's not healthy for me because I'm just like, why am I like, do we need to have a talk about something? Like, What's going on here? Very good point. And so you're talking about always being on guard or walking on eggshells because we all yeah. are at work. Everyone that's at work in a professional identity, you've got some guards up. And as do yeah. I. 
Um, and so then if you go home and now you're on guard, yeah. how do you relax? Totally. Uh, if you're home and on guard because you're walking around and trying to be safe and not stir up anything, or you're just very anxious that they're going to be overwhelmed or mad at you, or that there's going to be something petty, well, that's, that's, that's not good things. Because then where do you recover? Home is now toxic. Work is now toxic. What are you going to do? You just got the gym or you're just going to go outside and walk around? Well, fuck, who does that? It's 2023. Yeah. Um, go outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone has vitamin D deficiency right now. <laughs> it's just a thing. See, that's the thing. It's like whenever, like with my ex and stuff, I would always tell her like, you know what? I'm just going on a walk. And then she would know, like, I'm just thinking about shit. Like, I just don't want to talk to you right now. That's how, that's how it was because we were just always fighting and shit about every little thing. It sucked. Yep. So if you're fighting about every little thing, that's, that's too much. Yeah. That's too much. And I, I tell some of my clients, I say, Hey, maybe you like fighting because it's fun. And then you get to have that happy go lucky time. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I like to tease clients and say that. Because some of my clients do get bored and they like to start chaos and shit in their relationship because that's how they get attention by acting up. Um, right. And then some of my clients will be like, no. And then some of them be like, okay, maybe. I'm like, yeah, a little, little bastard. Uh, <laughs> try not to say the F word there. Um, yeah. So that that's the thing that can get in the way. Some of that is ADHD. Some of that is insecurity issues. Some of that's just needing more attention. And then maybe they're not providing it in one certain way. Or maybe you know that you know this will make things hot or spicy. I don't know. Um, let's dive into, that's some of the reasons on why folks will have issues. Mm. It's usually communication, uh, emotional intimacy, physical intimacy issues. Then you withdraw, you start avoiding, becoming a little bit more petty. Uh, but one, some of the other big things are, I have students, clients that'll come to me. It doesn't really matter what age, uh, what gender, that, you know, FOMO. Fear of missing out. They don't want to be, what if this isn't the right person? Why they're so anxious? What if this isn't the right person? I'm too young or I need to have the college experience. Some people want to finally now they're out of the depths of their household or the community. Maybe they can figure out their identity or express uh, their sexual identity, gender identity. And so maybe they're like, hey, I'm queer. Hey, I'm gay. Or hey, I don't know about these things and I'm thinking. Or hey, when I was with, I've never felt loved until I was in the arms of another man. I'm like, okay, so maybe let's talk about this because you could possibly be gay. And the person's like, no. I'm like, okay, I know you said no, but also if the only times you've ever felt loved is by another dude and him holding you, I'm like, oh, maybe. Specifically, this human literally told me months later, like, I fucking hated you. Okay. Uh, I apologize for that. But he's like, I'm glad you were being like pushy with me because mm -hmm. others will just back down. I'm like, yeah, I'm not backing. I'm not fucking scared of you. Um, and another thing to explore with a lot of my neurodivergent individuals is being ace, uh, being asexual or possibly aromantic. Uh, and then that leads into a whole set of things because then they're comparing themselves. Uh, FYI, folks, uh, asexual means like no physical attraction to really anyone. And no need uh, for sex. There's not any stimulation mentally or physically from that or engaging in any of that. And then there's a, of course, there's better definitions. Just going from the head here, people. Uh, so sorry if I uh, missed something. Um, and there's a romantic where 
platonic platonic friends you don't really need to have a partner you're good on your own doing your own thing a lot of my neurodivergent students and a lot of women i work with i don't need anyone a lot of my dudes i don't need anyone all right cool um and so they'll come to me in relationships this is what usually happens they'll be in relationships and they'll be like so think i'm ace i'm like yeah how you know I'm like ah, i hate being physical with my partner i don't like physical touch i'm like oh, okay has it always been like that yep but I really love them and want to stay with them. But then if I don't like do things, then I'm probably going to lose them. So some of my humans will stay in relationships longer than what they should. Um, because they don't want to lose like their best friend and their partner. But I'm like, well, you're kind of like coercing yourself into doing physical stuff. So that's gross. Well, it doesn't happen often. So it's fine. I'm like, kind of, kind of feels, kind of feels gross. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we're getting in some weird waters here. And so what usually happens with my clients that are ace is that their partner will be like, I don't worry about it. Like, I'm not worried about being physical with you. Do your own thing. We don't have to do it. And that rarely happens where they don't actually like push for more physical touch and romance. Uh, so then it just makes things weird. Mm. And with some of my long-term couples, like maybe they'll break up, but now they live together. So then they have to find a new lease or a new house because they've been mm -hmm. together for so long. It's like, huh. So it makes things complicated. So they come to me trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Right. When that's where me and Spencer are going to start to talk now. What are people's likes and dislikes? So I'm going to maybe try and engage the people more often in the pods. Mm -hmm. um, questions y'all should ask yourself. What, what are your like and dislikes in them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, sexually? What are the things that you enjoy? Don't be like one of my clients and like, I like their eyebrows. Like I gave them a homework assignment. Like, tell me all the things that you like about your partners and friends. And then I said, why did you put down all these physical things? Because I was staring at him in the face. I'm like, you did this wrong. Dig deeper. Yes. Uh, God bless this kid. He's just... She's not, she's not the most in-depth person. Brightest bulb. Yeah. No, she's smart. Uh, she's not, like, deep. Well. Yeah, not deep. She's like not, not emotionally intelligent. Yeah, not connected to a lot of things. Um, yeah. And so we're having to pull that out and find out what they do like, and thus now we can find the partners that we actually want to be with and not just be kind of floating in the freaking deep end. What do you What do you like? What do you don't like? Make a list. Write it down. Mm -hmm. What are the positives in your partners? What are the positives in some of your friends that you like? You want to get real weird. What are the positives in your parents and negatives in your parents that you like? Jesus. Personality trait-wise. Don't be like, I like my dad's tush. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. I love how I can't say a big bitch's joke, but yet <laughs> you can make a dad's ass joke. Okay, I got you. Hey, hey, I PC. Uh, Whatever. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It's a little incestual. It's fine. <laughs> well, specifically, what do you like about the personality? And then you'll start to find commonalities in them. What did someone say the other day? Partner, parent, partner, parent, right? You just take out one letter and then you got the thing. Oh, I got dyslexia, so I can't fuck the bill either. I um, don't know what this says. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, so in that, you might have to start messing around after the breakup. Mm-hmm. So that's what the, the title of this episode is going to be called the whole phase. 
<laughs> gonna get, get more clicks, clicks than usual. You're gonna so. get more clicks on this one, boy. I tell you. Uh, so normally we would stop doing like talks about our past or whatever. I think we might refrain from that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but specifically, if you're gonna go talk and experiment, the only way to figure out what you like and don't like is to go on some dates. Doesn't mean that you need to be physical with everyone, but you need to go find out what you like and what makes you attracted. For people get queasy, what what turns you on? Uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, all of it. Um, and so you may feel a little guilty. A lot of my people feel guilty because you're like, well, I don't want to date them, but I do really enjoy being around them. So, well, maybe you can have some talks and set some boundaries, but then they're probably not going to be around me because now they know that I'm not going to want to date them. I'm like, all right, well, valid. Right. And so they're like, well, I'm using them. Are you? Do you think that they want to like legit marry you? Uh, or are you both having some fun? They're having a good time. You're having a good time, but you're collecting a lot of data to see what you like. And maybe you do fully like them. But right now we're trying to be selfish for the first time ever because you've been kind of locked in a relationship for a long time that maybe was unhealthy and you didn't really enjoy. So now I'm asking you to take time for yourself. So I'm giving you the permission to do this. If someone wants to shame you for it or your homegirls or homeboy shame you and then say it's your whole phase, well, tell them to piss off. Maybe they're mm -hmm. mad because they're still stuck in a relationship and they're fucking pissed off about and then you finally broke out and now you're actually trying to figure things out and do the real work. Do the real work. I'm not just talking about fucking around. I'm talking about actually doing the real work and figuring out what you like to find your person one day. So the guilt thing, I get it. Also, chill a little bit. Set some founders' expectations. Not hurting anyone. Uh, now, don't get too conceited. Not breaking everyone's heart. Calm down now. Um, so, that tends to be some of the biggest things. Uh, Spence, me and him have talked about it before. Likes and dislikes. I know you've talked about humor, personalities. Yeah. Um, kind of like that 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 sassiness, the being able to razz back and forth. Yeah. Uh let's go this route. Don't be too detailed, but give me some characteristics of the the exes that you didn't like. Ooh. Um, as long as you're comfortable saying it, because you're not comfortable don't worry about it. Shit. Um I would, that's a tough one, actually. Um, because for the most part, what I didn't like about my exes were like they would try a little bit too hard to want to spend time with me. Um, I've mentioned this before. I don't like people who try too hard to get my attention and try. And, you know, with my exes, it's they already have my attention and everything like that. But at the same time, it's like stop trying to impede on my time all the time. Right. Like, I will make time for you as much as I can. Um, but at the same time, I like to, you know, have my own space and make sure, you know, that I am um, not being overwhelmed by anything. Um, Did it feel like anyone. it was way, 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 way too much? Yeah, felt like it was way too much. Um, and then sometimes it would be like they would try to get me to um, just not be myself sometimes it would be more of like they would try to um they would just try to get me a lot more outside of my box than i was comfortable with and i just kind of didn't 
I just didn't really vibe with that. And that's the thing. Like, I don't really, for me, I don't really have like, a, I don't have a lot of exes. I mainly have just like, you know, women that I've hooked up with in the past have been cool with and everything like that. Um, but my long-term relationships I've been in so far, it just kind of felt like, um, it's, it was kind of like at first we had personalities that kind of meshed well together. Um, but then over time we just kind of felt like, eh, we're probably not the right people for each other. Um, at the end of the day. And, we really realized that, especially with my last ex, was when, you know, we were not to get, well, we were uh, doing a long distance relationship for like over a year. I thought it was a while. That was a while. It's a while. And then I was in college and shit. And it, it just was, it was a lot at that time. Um, and so that's kind of one of the things that really kind of uh, turn me off is when people try a little bit too hard to get with me or try to spend like, t like every minute together. Um, and that's why I love about Dom is that we've always made sure that we make our time together, um, made sure that we know, like we have our space and, you know, if we need to just put on our headphones, even though we're right next to each other, then we can do that. So, so it's not like, for folks, uh, they may say some, some of that was too general. It's, it's not like where you're like stuck to each other and it's like super needy, super clingy, and you're like you're suffocated. Where right. this one, well, that's what, what it used to be. Now it's more you're still together and you're still with each other, but then also you can have your own private space even being with each other in the moment. Right. Well, even if it was like texting one another like all the time, like every minute, that shit gets like you run out of shit to say. You're I'm really smiling at people. Like you run out of things to say, so you're just repeating yourself over and over again, especially long distance. Like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> what'd you do today? Same shit I did yesterday. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't do much. Yeah. So yep. that's kind of the things like just repetitiveness, I guess, um, <laughs> kind of switching things up. And that's where I kind of learned too from that relationship was like, okay. I'm going to be a little bit more spontaneous when I do things, um, especially yep. in my relationship now. It's good to learn. Um, yeah. And, you know, try to learn from myself and make sure that, you know, I'm not making the same mistakes or that I did before in, you know, my other relationships. So, yep. So some of that is stepping up. You learned a few things that you didn't like. You learned how to keep some boundaries. Communication was key. Mm -hmm. um, also making sure that some of the spontaneity, that way you're not just doing the same things if you're living in the same area. Which is good because then it shows like someone you like you care and you're putting in time. And it's not mm -hmm. a lot of time, but it's time. I know I have a lot of partners, uh specifically uh, I uh, I was hilarious. Like Nas, they can't never pick a place to go eat. And I'm using a more masculine voice, but it's not. Uh it's two very femme uh women. And she just won't pick a time. I'm like, all right, well, how many choices? I don't give them any choices. I say, why don't you try and narrow down the choice for people that are anxious? Right. Pick like two or three places that you would like to go and then have them choose from that. Give them, help them out. They're drowning in anxiety unless they're avoiding choosing and they're mm -hmm. kicking it to you. And you're overwhelmed because all you do is make all the plans. Mm -hmm. But when you're working with someone that's more overstimulated, help them out. You know this. You're also anxious. Oh, Two weeks later, it worked perfect. No shit. People get really overwhelmed with choices. And so if you help them out a little bit and narrow it down, 
And they already know that you pick some of the places, right? Now you don't have to obsessively look at everything and be worried. You narrowed it down. They picked it. You're good. Make sure that you're making your partner has some autonomy in it and has some buy-in in it. Uh, a really fun thing about groups is like my people will come in super anxious. Like, yeah, man, my partner's just so out of my league and this and that. And I'm like, okay, okay. Tell me about your partner. And they're like, oh, man, they're, they're just so gorgeous and this and that. And then they start telling me about their. I said, okay, I didn't tell you what they look, actually what they look like. Right. And they'll tell me how anxious they are and how scared they are about this and that. I said, oh, so they're a little insecure. And so I start talking about how to talk to them and how to validate them and work with them. Is I doing something funny? Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, boy. And uh, I'm like, look at Oh, it does. Uh, and then again, this is two, two of my uh, two women I was working with. Uh, this is a different mm-hmm. couple. And uh, the girl, you ain't out of her league. You're both angels and shit. You're both in the same boat. You got more confidence than her. Oh. And then as soon as I start breaking down that everyone has this insecurity about bodies, personality, looks, stuff that's been perpetuated when they were younger, abuse issues, there's a lot of different things. So stop putting people on these super, super, super high pedestals because everyone is like super competitive and insecure almost about everything. And let's try to normalize them as just another human, have a conversation. They've already said that they really like you. Stick mm-hmm. to that. Right. But Nas. This is the first person that I've actually had a real connection with in, in, in years. I said, okay, so as soon as you find someone, this happens every time. As soon as any of my clients find anyone that they actually like connect with, immediately they're like, I'm going to lose them. I'm going to fuck this up. I'm like, oh my God, you've literally been talking for two weeks. Like if you lose them, you'll be fine. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Cause I never see it like that ever. I always see it as just like, Hey, if they want to go, they can go anytime. Yeah. Your choice. Well, well we, you know, and for a lot of folks, I feel like that maybe is some of the vibe, but then when you actually like you've been dating and now you find someone that's like, we're legit vibing. Yeah. I get the anxiety. Then also like you're vibing. Why be so worried right now? Well, and then, yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like, um, that's the thing I've always talked with with Dom is like, she's sometimes has like, she's anxious. That I'm going to break up with her. So I'm like, I'm here. I'm not doing anything. If you, if we break up, it's probably going to be you more than anything. <laughs> you're the one that's going to be like, this motherfucker is annoying Fuck this shit. Guy, man. I'm going to get rid of him. Yep. Mama need new shoes. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm telling you, man, it's a thing, Mike. Uh, so I was talking to the human. I said, uh, and this is a long time ago. I said, you're already grieving them. You've been going together. You're not even fish like dating and you're already grieving them. I'm teasing them as I say this, uh, right. but I, I do feel for them. And after the conversation, I'm like, did this help at all? She's like, oh, well, tremendously. Because now I don't have to worry about me being out of someone's league. And I said, you're already worried about so much. It sounds like they really, really enjoy you. And they're actually spending long hours for you talking, having you sleep over. Like these are the romantic, cuddly things that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Enjoy them now before you fucking blow it because you're so focused on the future that you're going to lose them. You won't okay. enjoy any of it. A lot of my clients, man, they'll be... They'll be vibing and chilling. I'll get them to where they need to be therapeutically. And then they get into a relationship and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> what does he mean by this? He just wants to have some chicken. I don't... Yeah, I mean, they'll just be like, they don't love me. I'm like, y'all been talking for two weeks. So of course they don't love you. I'm like, fuck out of here. 
That'd be a little weird if he did. I don't know if they did run. Yes. Um, so interesting things. Uh, and, and so we're talking about this dating thing. We're talking about what you like and don't like. Uh, mm-hmm. I've talked about for me, I like many different things. I like humor, sassiness, mm-hmm. masculinity, I enjoy femininity. I love kindness, softness. Um, it just depends on what the package is. But whenever someone is funny, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> mama like. <laughs> Um, and also there has to be the physical attraction and all those things too. Um, but there's things that I like about people and how they treat others. Uh, there's many different things that I like, and then there's some sketch things that I dislike. So it's about finding that mm-hmm. and dating and finding out, uh, right. I've done my share of dating. I know what I like. Yeah. Does that mean that I was in a hoe phase? No, I feel like that was in an exploration phase. Did I go through a lot of different people? No, cause I don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. I like to talk to people and get to know people and through their personalities. I'm like, I could marry this individual. I say, I don't fucking say that. God, I'm gonna marry you. We yeah. marry your ass. We signing a prenup, bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> Girl, I'm gonna marry you, but you ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting half of nothing. <laughs> and I'm getting the kids. <laughs> um, so folks, write it down. What do you like? What do you don't like? I'm going to keep saying it over and over. Go on some dates. Talk to some people. You're not using anyone. Build up your social skills. See what is out there. And don't be worried about some of these things. Now, if you are going to hook up, do your thing. I don't really care. But remember that there are some gender expectations when it comes to body count. Uh, And I hate to say that, but it is what it is. And in different countries, the body count really doesn't matter as much. So you go into European nations, it's like 10 or 12 partners. And that's when people are like, ooh, sus. Or in America, it's like three to five. Uh, three to five. I feel like three to five for women, and dudes would be like gross. Or it's like seven to nine for when the dudes are like. I like them yeah. older women. I'm just saying it's interesting on the gender expectations on what is considered hodum, uh, mm. what is considered like promiscuous, and then what is it in other countries? Because some other countries, like shit, you can't talk to no one. True. Like you need to be like celibate until you're married. Um, Otherwise, you'd be like ostracized. So I know I'm speaking to a lot of different crowds. Um, want to talk about one thing. So when I'm working with people that are dating, making friends, and all this stuff, be careful. As me and Spence were talking about, like going over to someone's house to watch a movie or Netflix, you 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 know you know what's gonna happen. There's going to be some touching. There's going to be some romance. There's going to be some boundaries that need to get set or don't get set. And so if you're trying to get to know someone, if you're trying to be physical, then do your thing. Let let your flag fly. But know that if you're looking to build up some emotional stuff to find out who people are, maybe it's not the best to be in the house immediately. And I say this because a lot of my young folks are like super innocent. They're like, it's going to be fine. It's Mm. not going to be fine. Let me tell you something. First time I ever even like had intimacy with a person, I brought over a mini DVD player in the movie <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious. Hey! Right. <laughs> like, in the middle of it, we are just like, mm-hmm. started doing our thing and shit. Then she moaned. I was like, what the fuck? What's happening here? You good? You all right? Because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you you having a stroke? My daddy What's told me about right these. Did I touch you wrong? <laughs> Did I hurt you, baby? Did I hurt you? I'll turn myself in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, so let me tell you something. I was doing it back then. That was like two thousand and probably like seven or eight. There you go. 
maybe nine, and uh, bring it over to Fast and Furious on DVD. There you go, man. House. And it, it should be stated like no one uh, doesn't matter what gender should have to worry about those things because everyone should like know to consent and all that. And this well, isn't just about consent. This is about this is about things just getting too fast, too quick. And so maybe both are consenting, but you didn't want to do all those things because that you know you're supposed to like hang out and chill. Be cautious. Too fast, too furious, boy. I tell you, that's gonna be the new sequel. Too fast, too fast, too quick. Yeah, both (laughs) went way too fast. Now we in prison. About thirty-five seconds. (laughs) Jesus Christ! I beat my max. Uh, and then also, right. And so I say this specifically because it's a lot of my women and femme presenting that are getting hurt. And then specifically my boys, if you are messing around doing your thing, do your thing, but also be cautious. Uh, there's things that you need to worry about things that you need to be respectful for. Also, are if things are misinterpreted by and communication isn't clear? You could also be in trouble yourself. There's things that everyone needs to be cautious about to protect themselves. Uh, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of crazy folks and a lot of terrible folks in the world. And I don't want you to think about that, but we need to be cautious. And I shouldn't have to tell people, like, when you're walking out and around the pubs and it's late at night, you know, I'm probably not going to be hurt at 6'2", 350 pounds. But maybe if you're a woman, there's a chance. Maybe if it's uh, very clearly that you are a queer individual, gay individual, then maybe you could be hurt. And I don't want that. And I shouldn't have to say these things, but the world is not safe for a lot of people these days, a lot of people of color. Um, so be cautious on what you're doing. Take care of yourself. Um Set up these dates in safe ways and places. Communicate, talk. Um, and do your thing. As a therapist, do your thing. Be safe. Uh, I literally just have on your Netflix and chill. <laughs> uh, that's the only reason why some of y'all got the subscription for that shit. <laughs> hey, HBO and go. Let me tell you. <laughs> HBO and go. Oh, my God. I'll bring that up with some of my clients that are out there. I'm like, hey, man, you heard of this? Hulu and doo-doo. What? Hulu and doo-doo. Oh, that's a fetish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next thing is there's also instead of just intimacy or like uh, emotional stuff, trying to figure out what you like about personalities and like characters, then also, uh, you know, physical stuff. Do you need to figure out what that means for you? Can you do that without falling in love? And what is love versus lust? What is like? Versus lust. What is, I love a lot of things about you, but I'm not in love with you. That's a legit thing. Uh, you can have a lot of love and kindness and empathy for someone, but then also not be infatuated enough to be in love with them, to be with them long, long, long term. What is that about? What is missing? What is holding you back? Is it some traumas or insecurities from the past? Is it that you're too young and you want to miss it and you got shit to do, people to touch? It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> People to touch. You got people to touch. Yep. Hey, you know, there's some touchy motherfuckers out there now. No. <laughs> there certainly are. Yeah. All I can picture right now is those those hands with the like the it's made out of like a gooey and then it like it stretches and it slaps on oh, something yeah. and sticks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember those like the goo hands or whatever. Yeah, touch. Slap the shit out of people with them. I'm down you. Uh, okay, so I want to touch on this right. A big issue that comes up: breakups. What do I do? Losing yeah. your identity, 
Some of y'all done lost your identity so much in these fucking breakups because you've been so dependent. You need to find out who you are besides them. And you'd be surprised on how much people will find in themselves and how strong they become. And they're working with me and doing the thing and then their partner will come crawling back. Yeah. Out of the shackles of hell. I'm like, bro, you don't even need them no more. They're like, yeah, I don't. This homeboy, homegirl's crazy. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were already bad for you. Now that you're doing your thing, they're even worse for you. They're probably getting jealous and they're like, oh, I'm going to work on myself. But I'm like, okay, did they? Oh, they said that they might. Like my my old supervising therapist said, Nas don't, or, you know, it was my mentor, and I said, informal therapy. He said, Nas, don't bring no damn girl over to me and talk about she gonna get a job or she's gonna get a degree. I know I'm being a little ghetto there. I'm sorry. Um, really? Are you? I didn't notice. She better have something going for her. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Um, I'm like, I get it. So make sure that they are working on themselves and not just like making promises uh, because you've already done the fucking work. Why would you go backwards? Yeah. And we've also talked about just giving time for yourself to actually have that healing or whatever, instead of just jumping into another relationship. Cause we've talked about this multiple times, but people just fucking go right into a next relationship. And you're like, what are you doing? Leapfrog. Yeah. Like a leap over one right into the next one. It's like, I get that you need that intimacy, but then also other ways to provide some of that comfort. Like, do you have your identity other than being wanted by someone? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot of complex things that go very deep into therapy. Uh, And I love when my students take time man. take the time to figure it out. That way you don't need them. You want them. Mm Mm-hmm. Big, big two. You and you and Dom want each other. You don't need each other. Big difference. Yeah. Um. All right, let's fit it. Okay. The group therapy scenes. So obviously, you'll see in the in the in the things, folks, that they're like kind of shitheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what group therapy is. So if you're scared of group therapy, it's kind of like that. It's a little bit more supportive than all the razzing. So take the razzing down by like. 60% and then add in, you know, like 40% more supportive and affirmations validating. And you're probably good. That's what group therapy, a support group will be. Um, I think me and Spencer were talking before this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm super isolated, so I don't like I have a super deep community of like people I hang out and chill with. But in college, I had that big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, grad school, I had that big time. A little bit at, in Minnesota, I had that uh, when we were hooping, I said. Right. Um, I'm not sure. Do you have like a... A group. I feel like you do have a group of homies you hang out with. Yeah, like we hang out and stuff. Um, like go to games, go to concerts, stuff like that. Um, but it's been a while since we like just hung out, like you know, chilled at like a house or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, people busy as shit these days. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. Um, and especially like usually, and then we would all get together for like basketball and stuff. So now I'm, I'm kind of losing out on that since I can't play or do anything really. So, you know, I might still like go around them when they play like at the, you know, courts and stuff. Just yeah, go hang out, talk shit. Yeah. Talk shit and all that. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of always been my thing is like, I've always been able to hang out with people through like other events that are happening usually. Um, mainly the times I've ever like chilled was when a, when 
uh, it was like me and my stepbrothers. We would all okay. hang out the house, um, you know, play Xbox, do all that stuff, chill and talk. Um, or when I'm over at, you know, your house and I get to chill with y'all. Um, those are the main times I ever really just kind of like chill and hang out and just talk the shit really with, with a crew. Yeah. With a crew. Yep. So. Uh, so I was an undergrad, I had like a workout crew and it was like five or six of us, man. And we would do so much stuff together, lift together, uh, play ball together, mm-hmm. eat, hang out at each other's houses, wine, yeah. play games. Like it was a lot of stuff. Uh, you met some of the homies. Uh, Joe was one yeah. of them in Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. Then his sister. And then we had a whole crew of dudes in Grand Rapids. Uh, so that was the thing. Uh, most of college, I always had like a crew of dudes that we would hang out with. When I was living in Kalamazoo, it was it was two specific dudes. So our crew was three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the homegirls, like Vicky was part of one of the homegirls too. So we would hang out. Um, it's very good to have, to bounce ideas off of people, consult. Right, trying to get new ideas and viewpoints. That way, like, you probably won't believe one person if they give you some advice. But if like three of them jump on your ass, yeah, like, hey man, <laughs> you fucking up, dog. Like, I'm gonna be real with you, you fucking up. Right. And then the other dude or homegirl's like, he ain't wrong. Uh, therapeutic. So if anyone is scared of it, I will post it in the reels. But this would be a wonderful example of. Therapy and relationship building, holding each other accountable for things. Um, I thought it was just wonderful to show that. The journaling. So, have you done journaling before, Spence? I thought you did at one time. No. No, wasn't you? Okay. Um, Wonderful tool for people that are too much in their head. Mm. They're intellectualized and shit. They're just in there stewing, 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 stewing. I feel like me and Spence do a lot of stewing. Yeah. Um, but me and you are able to compartmentalize it, kind of strategize on it, work through it, right? Instead of just like spiraling. Right. And we make solid choices for folks that are a little bit more impulsive or, right, they're just kind of literally locked in their head and zoning out, male adaptive daydreaming is let's write some stuff down. It's trying to get some of that crazy out of you because you're like one crazy son of a gun. Um, yeah. So what he was doing was some narrative therapy, kind of putting his thoughts in his day, processing what he was feeling, thinking, his actions. Perfect. Um, If you want to do a mood journal, throw in your mood in there. So what are the emotions that you're going through and do kind of doing like check-ins, 8 o'clock, noon, 5 o'clock, and then when you go to sleep. Um, There's a lot of good apps. Uh, A lot of folks, my clients will recommend Dailyo. There's WellTrack. There's Tau. there's Breathe to Relax. Like, there's so many of them. And actually, we have it in our link tree now. Mm-hmm. I have all the mental health mental health apps linked in our link tree. I said mental how. Mental how. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I know but the hell you could do. <laughs> um, it's linked in the link tree. So if you want to go check out some of the maps, I'm not sure what the prices are for some of them. Good majority of them are free. Check them out. Um there's different types of journal. There's affirmation journals. There's gratitude journals. There's travel journals that I have a lot of my clients do during winter break, spring break, summer break. Uh, where you throughout the week that you're traveling, every other day, every day if you want to. Brief synopsis. Brief overview of what your experience was, what was thinking, what were you going through. And then when you come back from vacation, so let's sit. Let's sit on ice. 
Uh, then you go back to it and then you're like, and then you read it and you'll make some annotations about how you feel, how you felt after the trip. What were your thoughts about this place after the trip? And then you can compare the two. It's actually quite wonderful to see what did you think when you're in the moment when you had no experience with this thing that you saw? And then what is your thoughts and feelings a couple of weeks after it all of it sat in, maybe you have a new perspective. It's actually a cool way to kind of like do a biography of your thoughts and opinions. It's like, you're kind of talking to yourself. Um, Gratitude journals, you say two to three things that you really enjoy about the day, like these french fries were smacking. Uh, someone held the door open for me today. My girlfriend or my partner or my boyfriend said they loved me and they told me why. Um, I got a good grade today. Uh, I got my car washed. I got a haircut. Whatever. I'm grateful for these good things in my life. Very simple. Do that for a couple of weeks to a month. You look back at it and you're like, fuck. There's a lot of good shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I don't have to kill myself. I'm being sarcastic, but that's legit what some people think. Right. Um, there are affirmation journals where you give yourself affirmations. So that's kind of like on the gooey stuff. I'm like, I'll say affirmations to like students, but like, I ain't reading no shit. I write no shit. Like, like the world is so good. And I think I'm positive believe for the first time in my life and I can do this. I say that, but there's going, there's two affirmations that go out on our Twitter and Facebook now every day. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it's for them. Um, affirmation journal is quite wonderful. There's also one that one of my students created. Um, where you write down any of the positive things that people have said to you. Hmm. So don't do you know, a lot of folks will get compliments on their looks or shoes or clothing or the, the tush. We're not writing any of that. <laughs> it's just a fun word to say tush. <laughs> um, you want to write down what people said, man, you're just super funny. You're super kind, intelligent, you're a hard worker. Like, you're supportive, you're a good friend, write down the positive affirmations they give you about you as a human. Keep it in the back of your book. Well, like, yes, I only get one of those like once a year. Write the shit down. I guarantee you get more than once a year. And then go from there. You'll coagulate a bunch of them in the back. You'll look at it and you'll be like, holy shit. If you're having troubles finding some things that are good about you, ask your close friends. The fuck do you even like about me? Most of my humans, it'll get weird and like they'll start crying and shit. Hmm. Say, you're just such a good person. Ah. I asked Colin this. Guess what he said? I wonder. He's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really even like you, so. <laughs> you bitch. You bitch. Hey, that's as close as opening up as you're going to get. So. I'm telling you. I told him, I said, yeah, man, it's the most we've talked about in months. He said, I don't even like you. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. See, he's, he's mean and it's quick and it's sharp and it's, it's at the most opportune times. He knows. He knows. He knows. He's just shit. Well, I'm most vulnerable. I'm like, you know, I love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good response. All right. Moving on. Jesus Christ. Moving. I let you pee on me. 
I'm done. I'm done. Um, journaling. Wonderful thing. You can even write down your kinky things. Uh, the journaling, if you're in relationships, will help put things in more perspective. So when you're going through all this shit and you're still trying to figure it out, write some of this crap down. Think through it. Work through it. Consult. Talk to your therapist. If you fucking have ADHD like I do, you're probably going to forget everything that you need to talk about with your therapist. Take your journal with you. Go through it step by step. Um, I think Don might have said that they do that. Maybe. I think, so. I think that they said they go through, they, they have a list of like an agenda that they set. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Uh, good luck, everyone out there dating. Uh, it's so much that goes into it and so complicated. And the funny thing is, Spence, is it's probably going to end in tragedy. Let's say you get married and uh, and then it's forever and ever. One of you is going to pass. True. The people that are around you, and I don't want to get nihilistic or gross, but like the people will pass or the people will move on and get in long distance. Like things happened. But can you enjoy the moments with them? Can you connect with them? Do they soothe your soul? If you believe in that shit. Do you feel comfortable around them? Can you relax and lay on the floor and talk to them upside down like me? Yeah. That's a, that's a keeper right there if they can. I tell you. Hi. <laughs> yeah. The other day I was talking to students. And we were sitting in these chairs not in my office. I'm like, hey, man, you mind if I, like, lay down on top of this chair that's next to this other chair? He's like, fuck do I care? I'm like, all right, dog. About to do this. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just looking at him the whole time. <laughs> Every sideways like this. Nice. That's that's fun. It was hard ass chair. Um, you got any advice for the humans? Is it going away thing? Like what to tell people to like zone in on for relationships? I mean, yeah, trying to figure out what they want, what they don't want, how to move forward. Yeah, I would say that uh, when you're trying to figure out what you what you really want from somebody. Um, Always try to, um, always try to just be the weirdest you <laughs> that you can be, honestly. Because then, if you can do that in front of them and they don't care, or they kind of go with the the bit, I guess. Then, um, honestly, you probably found somebody that you can really be with for a while. Um, you know, um, like me Preach. and Dom, like we have these things where we just kind of like. We just make like these noises and shit to each other. Yeah. It's like beep, beep, boop. Okay. All right. I'm not, not going to say what we aren't, but um, like, you know, things like that. I think be the weirdest you can. But then also, if you're annoyed with something, just don't stick with it. Like, don't either tell that person, if you're in a long term relationship, tell that person. Or if it's like something that's new, you don't have to be with that person like you really don't um and sometimes that's easier said than done but a lot of people kind of stick with something just because like we said it's it's that uh, in like maybe intimacy or it's just like a person that's there that's you know comforting abandonment you. Uh, yeah and so 
Um, try to find somebody that you're comfortable with and like you can actually tell who like you can tell them whatever. You don't have to walk on eggshells all the time. Um, and that's basic stuff, but it's honestly the You'd best be kind of stuff you can try to find, honestly. Yep. Um, because all this shit is basic at some point. I mean, it's all basic shit. Um, you're just trying to find a person in a sea of people, um, that you can be with for a while. And if you're not, that's fine. But you know, it's fine. Um, oh, and always, you know, especially for, you know, anybody just always make sure like, you know, before you're talking to anybody, really feel them out because some people have a thing of like, once they hit a certain point or timeline in a relationship, they kind of switch it up um, and change who they are. Um, and so really being patient and taking your time. And if, you know, that other person's kind of um, pushing you to do things that you don't want to do, then that's probably a good sign that you shouldn't be with them at all. Um, like if, if anybody tried to tell me how I should be acting or something like that, I'll be like, I'm sorry. Who are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's kind of my advice is just be yourself and make sure that nobody's making you do things that you don't want to do. Um, yeah. Valid is what we were talking about earlier with uh, a lot of my neurodivergent clients. They'll kind of go with the status quo. Uh, my folks that are ace, um, you know, uh, it's the thing. You may do certain things because you want to have a partner. They realize there's a lot of people out there that are uh, like you and know that you don't have to be alone. There will be other people that don't need that high of volume and need for physical touch and intimacy. Uh, right. Know that you can find other humans, that you do not have to, what my clients say, die alone. It's not a thing. Right. And you will find people that you're attracted to or people that you just want to be friends with you will find your people. And then, they, but they always say, well, I'm just going to end up dying with all my dogs. I said, you love your dogs yeah, and you love your friends, but I want a partner. Okay. Well then we will continue to find one. Yeah. We know that the last yeah. one wanted a little bit too much, not a lot, but too much. And thus it wasn't good. And you stuck up for yourself. Something that people don't get is like, there are billions of people in this world. Like go out, travel, see different countries yep. see if you know you like this this things over there maybe you do um you know maybe you yep. like the people over there maybe that's you know maybe that's the style that you're kind of been waiting for um, the style the vibe the culture maybe maybe that's yeah. it maybe, maybe the ones here is incongruent with you because it's maybe a more party style or whatever it is yeah like me personally like you know I have always been trying to, you know, help ease my way into getting Dom to like watch, you know, like anime or, you know, <laughs> like she's actually, we just talked about how she used to, you know, do Legos and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I'll definitely do Legos with you. And then we'll have like our own little sets and stuff when we there get to her go. house. And I was just like, yes. Man, like, girl, I'm going to marry you, girl. <laughs> I'm going to marry your ass. Yeah. You, you mine now. Yeah, that's right. I put a ring on it. I got a ring, a rang. Yeah. Uh, one of my clients said, oh, I lost it. One of them, uh, it was something about relationships and partners. And I uh, can't remember it. I hate when this happens when I get, I, I blank out on things. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but you just be surprised at how anxious people are to feel like they'll right. never find their person. 
or to find someone that they just feel comfortable with. And then sometimes I use me as their therapist. I'm like, hey, you was comfortable mm -hmm. with me, talking to me, chilling with me. So if you can find my personality, then you can find others' personalities that are just like mine. That's the thing. It's like once you find like a certain personality that you've been uh, um, like really kind of attracted to, um, not even just like for just relationship wise, but for, yeah, for, like if you have a vibe with somebody, um, you are always picking those people um, and you know to stay away from those um, that might have like a you know other agenda uh for themselves and then for you you know um like for me i don't i'm not particularly especially with the relationships i'm not into like control um or anything like that like i don't want them controlling me and i'm also not going to control you we're going to do our own thing we're not going to try to make each other just do everything um but at the same time, you know, we also make sure like we have some type of structure around us so that we can, you know, make sure what we do and don't like and stuff like that. Correct. Um, there's a format you know. to this. Yeah. There's a format to this, man. There's, there's steps to this. And a lot of folks have to get out of their own way and start reaching out and finding things and don't go back just to comfortability because that's mm -hmm. probably what kept you in the prison of the relationship. True. Uh, so if you need to work with a therapist, talk it out, work through relationships. After a breakup, get a therapist and work on your stuff. There was a last scene where homeboy just goes to the gym, and mm -hmm. a lot of dudes will just go to the gym, and they'll try and get their bod, their revenge uh, bod. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, but also maybe there's some things you need to talk out and think out. Um, and specifically those that get into their next relationship to make sure that you don't self-sabotage that shit. Mm -hmm. Get you a therapist. That way we can make sure that you're making the correct choices at the correct times. Because we don't have the answers, but we can help to make sure that you make better choices than what you would have made. I'll leave it like this. I had one client. I said, yeah, man, you need to talk to him about this, this, and this. She come back next week. I broke up with him. What? We did not talk about this at all. Like, she's like, well, I thought because we didn't, we couldn't communicate that well. I said, girl, you were supposed to talk to him about how you wanted to communicate. She's like, well, I figured I just need to break up with him. No, you have to talk first. Still together, very happy, awesome young man, awesome young woman. But I'm like, girl, where did you get? I, I, not said I should break up. When did I say that shit? <laughs> Tell me, put it on a transcript. Timestamp that shit. It was hilarious. They literally, they're like, what should I do? Test his ass right now. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Do, do, do. My bad. Didn't mean to do that. I fucked up. <laughs> I need you back in my life. <laughs> I need you back. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, have no idea on how long this one took, but I felt like it went a while. But like, this is a pretty common issue that every single person deals with is breakups and loss, mm -hmm. grief, anxiety, guilt, shame, experimentation, uh, identifying who you are. A lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Very common. We've touched on some of this stuff before, but not specifically in depth as this one and with some specific case studies. So hopefully right. everyone enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what's worked for you. Uh, what's going on for you. You can hit us up on YouTube or you can drop it in the Spotify question that I have. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm done. All right. Thank you everybody for watching. Um, make sure to yeah like our like our um video down below subscribe um share do all that stuff also visit our website um we just edited it with uh help professional help <laughs> yes yeah, professional help we'll leave it at that um 
Some would say robotic. Um, Someone call it Al. Al? AI. It's close enough. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm dyslexic. Al. I don't know letters. Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, because you can read. You smarter than me, huh, motherfucker? <laughs> I told that to a student the other day. I said, don't get too big headed now. I get like you, you know, you're grown and shit, but like, don't think just because you know how to spell words and shit, you better than me. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck is going on? What are you talking about? We were just talking about pies. Yeah, go um, fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. Yeah, fuck you and your spelling. Yeah. Hey, shit. I said, I think I'm putting my trauma on you. I'm sorry. My bad. But he'll know that DR in front of his fucking name. He'll know I, that. I know that one. Yeah, you'll know that. They call me Durnaz. Uh, they've been calling you that since fucking middle school. So, all right. And scene. Yes. And that is all for today. Uh, buy our merch. This is the Different Spectrums podcast. I'm Spencer. That's not. Bye. Much love, peeps. Don't know what you want.